Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. When were the... What school's... Who decides what the next... Where's that story? Why they keep the loop? What is this? It's Curious City. Where WBEZ answers your questions about Chicago, the region, and its people. Hey, I'm Jesse Dukes, audio producer at Curious City. And this time around, we took on a question from an anonymous 7th grader. Anonymous maybe because he wanted help with some homework? Anyway, the question. What was Michael Jordan's impact on Chicago? Now, in case you recently moved here from Mars... Michael Jordan is widely considered the greatest basketball player of all time. In the early 1990s, he led the Chicago Bulls to three national championships. He retired in 1993, but then returned and led the Bulls to another three-peat. Needless to say, Jordan brought out huge crowds in Chicago. And it turns out he thought about his legacy here. Here he is in 1993, speaking at the opening of Michael Jordan's restaurant. Uh, I want to say to the Chicago people... Thank you for your support. Ever since I came to this city in 1984, you guys have taken me in like I was one of your own. and I've tried to reciprocate that in, in my talents and playing the game of basketball. So hopefully the two has been a, a relationship that's going to last a lot longer than, you know, than me just playing basketball. And, Sounds like he wants to stay for a while. But only six years later, in 1999, Jordan retired again and announced he was leaving the city for good. So we have a comprehensive answer about Jordan's impact on Chicago, and that's online at wbez.org slash Curious City. But right now, we turn to sports writer Sam Smith to explain Jordan's more cultural, actually almost spiritual, legacy in Chicago. Sam Smith wrote for the Chicago Tribune in the early 1980s when Jordan showed up. His 1992 book, The Jordan Rules, depicted Jordan as both gifted and flawed. When we talked, he told me that while the Bulls had been a big deal in the 1970s, the early 1980s was a low point, and attendance at games was measly. But in the fall of 1984, Michael Jordan changed all of that, almost overnight. Right away, there was a spectacular uh, level of play and interest. Really nothing we'd ever seen in Chicago basketball. As good as those teams were in the 70s, when Michael Jordan came, it was... We've never seen this before. Mm. He was jumping so high and dunking like that. It was the ballet of basketball. Before basketball was played on the ground in Chicago and pretty much everywhere else. And now here comes this guy, and he's seeming like 10 feet in the air. And more than that, he's hanging in the air. The visual illusion that, how is that happening? Actually, I remember even the quote from the coach of the Spanish team when they played in the Olympics. He said, Everybody else go up and come down. He's still up. <laughs> Chicago has a, a real inferiority complex about itself. 
and especially at sports teams because of the losing. Yeah. You know, in baseball, one of the most famous things is the Black Sox, you know, a team that, that tried to lose. You know, the lovable Cubs having won, you know, the 1969 with the black cat walking in front of the dugout in the Shea Stadium and the, and, and the Cubs blowing the pennant down the stretch. And now here all of a sudden, it's like, holy crap, we've got the best guy. Magic's great and Bird's great, but you got to see what this guy does. We'll skip ahead a little bit into the 1990s and the era of the first uh, three-peat. They bring home NBA championships in 91, 92, and 93. What did that do for Michael Jordan as a local celebrity? One of the things, I traveled overseas occasionally. If you were from Chicago, people would say to you, Chicago, Al Capone, bang, bang. Hmm. When the Bulls started their run, you would now hear if you traveled anywhere in the world, people say Chicago, Michael Jordan. Hmm. And I remember when David Stern told me this story. David Stern, at the time, the basketball commissioner. He went, they went one of their first trips to China in that era. Basketball was still not, you know, no Yao Ming. This basketball's not being played in China. He introduced himself about the NBA, and they said, ah, yes, the Red Oxen. <laughs> That's, they were talking about the Chicago. That's what they knew. They didn't know the NBA. They didn't know, they didn't know who David Stern was, but they knew the Bulls because yeah. of Michael Jordan. And so you you you, did, you felt and saw a palpable sense of of pride and almost accomplishment that like that we're together in this and and the spring in Chicago it became ritualistic you know everybody had to schedule the Bulls games pizza sales went crazy it was it was a Super Bowl atmosphere yeah. every spring because it was Jordan in the playoffs and you knew you were going to get there and and play for a championship. Around 2000, he leaves Chicago to go to Washington. Yeah, it was, uh, I think it was 99, actually. Okay. Yeah. So 99, after the second retirement. Right. Um, I've heard people describe his departure from Chicago as, as something like a divorce, um, as him really severing his ties to the place. Was it that dramatic? Did he divorce Chicago? I, I would you know, term it more he moved on mm. with his life. From the community standpoint, there wasn't a, a tremendous amount of bitterness as much as we understand it's time to move on. We appreciate what he's done for us. We'll always, he will always be special in Chicago, to Chicago. It's like your kid growing up. You don't expect them to live with you your whole life, you know, and you love them for what they did, mm. but you know they have to move on at some point. Some celebrities are well-known for contributing to local charities. Walter Payton and Ernie Banks both raised money for various causes, and Oprah Winfrey helped fund Millennium Park. What do you think Michael Jordan's lasting contribution is to Chicago? I, th I think what Michael Jordan has give, given back is less measurable. I don't mean to d diminish or demean anybody else's charitable work or whatever they've done, but the contribution Michael Jordan made to the community of Chicago and the personal sense of pride is something that we've never experienced here before. I don't know other than Abraham Lincoln, basically, and his name is on the license plate. <laughs> so we've given him credit. And sports means a lot. That's why these cities, it's economically unfeasible to build all these stadiums. But they build all these stadiums not to lose their team. And so Chicago will always have this sense of pride in what Michael Jordan did. And we had this great shining moment for a decade, 13 years, whatever it was, with this special guy. And he was ours and can't take that away from us. Sam Smith, 
His latest book is There Is No Next, NBA Legends on the Legacy of Michael Jordan. Remember, we've got more stuff about Jordan's impact on Chicago at wbez.org slash Curious City. Reporting this week came from Lucy Perkins and me, Jesse Dukes. Curious City was founded by Jennifer Brandell, WBEZ, AIR, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. Curious City on WBEZ is supported by New Belgium Brewing, which believes some of our best and most memorable times come from slowing down, taking it easy, and letting it all sink in. Enjoy a Slow Ride Session IPA at the Slow Ride Sessions. Opportunities crafted to give a reprieve from the incessant busyness of life. New Belgium and Good Beer Hunting are partnering with Chicago's best artisans and makers to share their practices in intimate, hands-on sessions giving folks a chance to check out from their day-to-day and enjoy learning something meaningful over a few beers. The next session is Monday, April 6th with the folks at Handcrafted Barbershop to learn the art of the straight razor shave. Learn more at goodbeerhunting.com slash slow ride. Coming up on WBEZ's Curious City. Pretty lady. Beautiful. Wonder what it takes to pound a bucket for dollars? They love me. Making it as a Chicago bucket boy. Next time on WBEZ's Curious City. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.